It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. The Adam Ritz Show is on campus today in Reno, Nevada at the University of Nevada, Reno, and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. How about that? Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. We're here with the uh, West Coast Division of the National Order of Kappa Alpha, and we're here with two young men from the campuses of Arizona State and Arizona, and our first guest is Matthew Mudd from Arizona State. Hi, Matthew. How are you? Good. How are you doing? We are doing great. We're going to talk to you about your service work at Arizona State, and then we'll find out what's going on at Arizona, your rival, and we'll try to figure out... uh, if, the, if there's a competitive nature there, maybe how, if we can actually pick a winner or if it's going to be a tie. So you don't have to um, make stuff up, but just tell us what you've been up to service work-wise with Kappa Alpha at uh, Arizona State University. Okay, well, this past fall, we held our first philanthropy in like three years. Uh, it was called KA Angels in the Outfield. Uh, we got six different sororities to part- uh, participate in it. We raised over a little over $5,000 for MDA, uh, which is really fun. Our biggest event was a balloon stomp which was pretty competitive between the girls, and actually some of the sororities have now started to steal our idea. <laughs> and it's Angels in the Outfield? Yeah, but it's, uh, Angels in the Outfield. So I thought so it was going to be a... it's kind of a kickball a... tournament too, but the balloon, stomp, the balloon stomp's pretty much the biggest event. Okay, and $5,000 raised. Yeah. That is awesome. Let's have a quick round of applause for five grand with KA's Arizona State. Thank you, Matthew. And now Nicholas uh, Loper. Hi, Nicholas. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? From uh, the University of Arizona, yeah. the Wildcats. What have you been doing with KA on campus in Arizona? So uh, last semester, we basically, basically started up our philanthropy. Um, we started up with percentage nights throughout the year, and then this semester, we're starting a So You Think You Can Serenade, basically a dance con- competition between sororities. Um, we're projected to gain in around $11,000 at that. Okay, so I'm hearing that's to me that's a tie because he raised five grand cold hard cash. You want to raise eleven grand, but there's nothing in the bank yet. Exactly. So if you're half right, you'll get five grand. Yeah. And then we've got a total tie between Arizona State and Arizona KAs. That's that's good for me because I didn't want to make one of you be the loser. Eleven thousand projected. That's awesome. Is that going to go to muscular dystrophy? Um, actually, this year we had a um, previous alumni who just graduated in 2012 suffered from a stroke over summer um so basically this semester or this semester um all the projected expenses for that or donations from that is going to go to him and his family that's great to hear um nicholas thank you so much Eleven thousand projected with your philanthropy at arizona Mm -hmm. and uh matthew five grand in the bank for muscular dystrophy with arizona state thank you so much and let's have a round of applause for everybody here kappa alpha order at the university of nevada reno thank you guys Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social, technically. We'd like to extend a congratulations to Mike Tomlin, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Another contract extension for his success on the field. And we'd like to feature his success off the field with his works and efforts with All Pro Dad and uh, his efforts 
to display and showcase his love for his children and um, his admiration for fathers and fatherhood. Uh, we had a chance to speak with head coach Mike Tomlin about being a father. I think anytime you get an opportunity to encourage fathers to be the very best that they can be, to come together and spend quality time with the little ones and, and learn some life lessons and maybe talk about some things that you don't normally talk about on a day-to-day -day basis, I think it never gets stale. I think it's always a very blessed afternoon. Coach, uh, as a dad and as a coach, do they bleed over into each other? Do you find yourself being a father with your players and a, and a coach to your kids? I know sometimes I wish I had a whistle at home, <laughs> you know. Uh, it, yeah, it, it, it's funny, particularly the older my boys get, uh, I, I, do, I do utilize some coaching techniques in terms of uh, helping them get through some of the things that 11- and 12-year-old boys deal with. And as an NFL coach with that celebrity status, it certainly helps you at an All-Pro Dad event connecting with everybody here as a fan. How does that help you as a father at home? You know, I don't know that it helps me at all at home, man. My kids are totally unimpressed by what I do. <laughs> but, but that's life, man. I'm dad to them, and that's what it's about. And I think, you know, that's one of the many things that keeps us all grounded. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. And we thank you for checking out the Adam Ritz Show. We do our best to bring you the most interesting guests from across the planet. And uh, today and right now, we're proud to bring you Dr. Rob Bell. Dr. Bell, how are you? Man, good. Thanks for having me on. Is it okay if I just call you Rob? That's perfect. You uh, look look friendly enough that I can get away with uh, calling you Rob. You know, let's get that off the plate right now. When you meet people... Um, if they just call you Rob without asking first, is that, is that disrespectful or, uh, I, I'm not a doctor I, and I'll probably never be one. So this is kind of some research for me. I will have people actually do the opposite. They will call me Dr. Bell. And I say, just call me Rob. And there's an old saying, like we, we meet people or we understand people in the light that we met them. And so I would tell them all day long, they'll call me Rob, and they still call me Dr. Bell. So I really just quit trying to beat that horse, and whatever they want to call me is perfectly fine. Some people call me Dr. Rob, Dr. Bell, um, but, uh, yeah, I always quit worrying about it. Well, I met you in a pretty informal setting with a pink golf shirt on. I'll call you Rob. Absolutely. What's Pink Friday? I wear, I wear pink on every Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bell is our guest, and you um, excel in the field of mental conditioning. Um, is your training and your, your uh, industry, I guess. You, you're an author. I want to talk about a book you wrote called Mental Toughness, Training for Golf. Um, first of all, tell us uh, about your background as a doctor in the field of mental conditioning, or, or maybe correct me, maybe you're, maybe you're a dentist, I don't know, and you just got into mental conditioning, I don't know. Yeah, I work with uh, mental toughness, so I'm a sports psychology coach, and I help all athletes with, and coaches and teams on, it's really just about playing your best when it matters the most. And then the other part about mental toughness is how do we deal and how do we handle that adversity that every single one of us is going to face. Okay, so mental toughness, you work with teams and athletes. The book, Mental Toughness Training for Golf, you've worked with PGA professional golfers. Yeah, I was you know, blessed enough. I've had a couple guys that have won on tour, and I will caddy on tour for, for my clients uh, probably a couple times a year. I'm a good caddy. I'm not a great caddy. Those guys that are out there every single week are great caddies, and they're there for a reason. But, uh, yeah, I love, I love working with um, really all my golfers. It's such a mental game. Well, our listeners, uh, you know, you don't have to be a professional athlete, a professional golfer, to get something out of your expertise, uh, real sports, mimics, real life. 
Um, I'm a bad golfer, but I'm sure I can learn something from you that I can apply to my everyday life as our listeners can too. What are some of the topics in the book, uh, mental toughness training for golf that can kind of translate to everyday life for an everyday non-golfer? The biggest thing is we play like we train. And the biggest, and you're always going to hear coaches and athletes talk about it the same way. I mean, our preparation. So in one way or another, how we prepare is going to indicate how we play. And if we have a presentation, if we have a sales pitch, anything, and we're not prepared, that's where the nervousness and that's where the anxiety can creep in there because we know we're not prepared. And I always say this, is the best athletes, uh, well, the really good ones, the good athletes practice until they get it right. But the best, they practice until they can't get it wrong. And that's how good we have to be in whatever our field is. Practice until you can't get it wrong. There's the slogan for you. Dr. Rob Bell is our guest, and we're talking mental conditioning, mental toughness. Uh, what are some of the success stories you've had on the tour? I mean, if you're, uh, if you're allowed to name some, some big-name players that you've worked with. Well, I like to not name their names, and then I can talk about them. Okay, then let's, uh, let's just call them Jan and, or any fake name and then uh, tell the story. Sure, Jan. Uh, this is this a, is this a success story? Or is this one of my failures? Uh, oh, a success, a success story. Oh, okay. Because the failures are a lot easier to talk about. <laughs> I, I try to take it. I never hit one of the shots. I've never hit a shot. So those guys, again, their names are on the bag for a reason. But um, you know, to be able to help a golfer get through, uh, you know, kind of the mini the mini tour levels and to help them get on the nationwide tour and then eventually win on uh, on the PJ tour is the busy, is the biggest success. And what I tell every single golfer is this, and every type every type of athlete is we are all getting ready for that one moment where we have to come through, and it's too late to prepare at those moments. So that's the importance of being mentally tough, and that's the importance of mental condition is we don't know who that person or who that moment's going to be. But we are going to encounter it, and that's when we've got to be ready. Have you uh, been on? I mean, you say you've, you've caddied. You've you've been on the tour during play as a as a coach, standing right there with with a professional golfer. Do they have they come up to you between shots and not asked you should I use a seven iron here? But they've have they said, hey, Doc, talk me off the ledge here. When uh, the the best part about being a caddy is it's the only person that can talk to the player like during a round, and to be able to give him advice. Uh-huh. And um, you know, there's old adage about caddying is that uh, you know we shot 67, he shot 74, like as a caddy. <laughs> so the same thing with coaches. And um, the absolute best part is uh, is caddies can't ride the emotions. They can't ride the roller coaster that a player is going to go through. And the caddy has to understand their player, and they've got to – caddying is all about timing with anything. And it's just about knowing what the player is thinking before that they're going to think it. And a lot of times it's just giving them confirmation about their own decisions and, uh, and just one way or another having belief in, in what they're trying to do. So if you're doing mental conditioning with, with golfers, and not just golfers but professional golfers, that – and correct me if I'm wrong – but golf is probably the game that has the most mental aspect to it. Um, you are even more uber qualified to work with other athletes on a mental conditioning level. I mean, I golf, and it's absolutely true. If, if you're not right in the head, you're going to play bad. As soon as you believe you're going to hit a bad shot, you're going to hit a bad shot. It's the most mental game out there, and that's the game you're working with. 
does that help how you work with the other games that aren't quite so mental? You know, sometimes I'll, uh, when people that don't play golf, it really looks easy. And so you got to have them just, just play around the golf. You'll understand about how difficult it is to play. And we, I always use this. Sports, we've heard this, right? Sports is 90% mental. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lie. I think sports is 90% physical. Everything that we see in golf, every uh, kick that a field goal kicker is going to do in basketball, every shot, I'm watching something physical. Mm-hmm. But it's that last 10%, that's the mental part. And so that's the part. If we don't take care of that last 10%, it doesn't matter how good we are in that 90% because we can't unlock it. It's it's that last 10%, that's what I work with on the athletes, and that's the part that, that unlocks, it's the hinge to that other 90%. With the book... Mental Toughness, Training for Golf, um, available, what, Amazon, uh, Google it, what do you do? Yeah, Amazon's always the best place, you okay. bet. Okay, Dr. Rob Bell and the book Mental Toughness, Training for Golf. With this book and the feedback you've heard from users and readers, what are some of the, we don't want to give away the goat here, but uh, what, what's some of the best parts inside here? What do you hear from your readers? Hey, Doc, I loved this part. I can I can give it away for free. This was 2010, so I don't I don't have a problem with that. Okay. Uh, well, you're still selling it, though. Oh, right, right, right. I can't <laughs> give it away for free, but I can always tell the nuggets in there. The book was this. There was a gap on how do we prepare. Like, how do we work on the mental game while we're preparing? And I think that's across all different sports is can we really replicate what this six-foot putt's going to be like in order to win a tournament? And the answer is I believe in one way or another you can. If you put yourself in those in those type of situations that create pressure in practice. So that's what the book is all designed to do is how can we create pressure in practice that's, again, going to um, how we play is how we train. And that's what I think the important thing is, is we can put ourselves in pressure in practice. Uh, playing the game is then it's fun. We don't get stressed out and we can focus easier because we got to understand where does our mind go under pressure. Well, I'm ready to go play now and uh, hit that six-foot putt. Our guest is Dr. Rob Bell, mental condition, uh, mental conditioning and um, sports psychology is his field of expertise. We're going to bring you back on the show in the future to talk about uh, your other books, a future book you're writing, um, how you work with athletes, and how this uh, information can apply to everyday citizens and non-athletes like, like I am now. Uh, before we let you go, let's get your properties out there, Twitter, Facebook, website, anything you want to share with our listeners. Sure. it's uh, Well, Twitter is at Dr. Rob Bell, and my website is uh, drrobbell.com. If they go on my website, they can download a free film. It's called No Fear, A Simple Guide to Mental Toughness. And I've got a newsletter that goes out every single Friday on uh, how to become mentally tough. Dr. Bell, I'll call you Rob. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Hi, this is head coach June Doherty from Washington State Women's Basketball, and you're listening to The Adam Rich Show. Playing Get to Know You with the uh, University of Kansas Athletic Department. We're with Murphy Grant. Hi, Murphy. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing, Adam? I am fantastic. Thank you for your hospitality. We're here in Lawrence uh, at one of the biggest, best, uh, brightest universities, biggest brands in uh, collegiate sports is uh, Kansas. The Jayhawks, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, national championships, basketball. You work with the athletic department from uh, 
another perspective, and this is the kind of perspective we love to get on the social awareness show, educational programming, uh, risk management, life skills, teaching these guys on the teams, uh, the ladies as well, that it, it, there's more than just athletics to life. Is this, am I jumping the gun? Is that what you do? That, that's what I do. My, my job here is uh, director of sports medicine. Uh, so I'm in charge uh, of their bodies, their health, uh, their minds sometimes, uh, but uh, passion for mine is also drug and alcohol awareness uh, and education. Okay, so uh, head trainer. I got that's in my in my mind. I'll just call you head trainer because I'm not that bright. Um, sports medicine director of uh, athletics for sports medicine at Kansas, yes. uh, and his name is Murphy Grant. And uh, when you talk about drug and alcohol awareness, I do a lot of uh, seminars and workshops workshops with uh, student athletes. One of my best what ifs, best examples with a student athlete is uh, prescription painkillers. And I'm sure that's a big issue with you and your student athletes and, and every student athlete across the country. Prescription painkillers is uh, something that, um, and even for normal uh, society, you know, we, we think of drug awareness, yeah, heroin, LSD, crystal meth, of course, I'm not going to do any LSD tonight, I'm okay. But you've, you're on meds yes. because you've had an injury, and your doctor, your physicist, your team uh, sports medicine team trainer has given you uh, prescription painkillers. Then that's how you, maybe you can overdose on them. You, you can get in trouble with them. You can maybe sell one to somebody not thinking that's, oh my gosh, I'm actually a convicted drug dealer now. Is, are these, am I wrong in thinking that, that prescription painkillers with student athletes are a whole, opens up a door to a whole lot of problems? It, it, it does. Uh, but I think it, what's key is to make sure that you monitor what you're doing. Uh, I think here at KU, we've we've got a wonderful staff, and our team physician works for the athletic department, which which makes it nice from a controlling uh, standpoint with regards to what's being prescribed or whatnot. Uh, we stay away from um, really class five um, uh, pain medicines. Uh, a lot of things we do are over the counter, uh, but there is typically, and again, like you said, there's injuries that are associated with why they have them. Uh, but again, it's 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 paying attention to what you're doing and 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 how you're giving it out so then uh that's drugs how about alcohol you said one of your passions is alcohol awareness and uh, education um why is that one of your passions um again it's about taking care of the student athlete i think from a welfare standpoint there's so much that our student athletes need to know about uh and learn uh and to absorb it for themselves whether it's uh you know how to open up a bank account um how to balance a checkbook how to be aware of uh, the red flags that you spoke about tonight because they get themselves in those situations. Uh, once they leave here, uh, you hope you have a well-rounded student-athlete, uh, a student and a well-rounded athlete. Um, so, I won't, again, that, that's my passion on making sure that I can be a part of doing something like that. Murphy Grant is our guest, Director of Sports Medicine at the University of Kansas with the Jayhawks Athletic Department. Um, for the majority and the most part of all student athletes across the country, uh, they graduate, they move on, they're productive members of society. Uh, but college kids, you know, they take chances. They take, uh, there's high risk behavior. There's a lot of alcohol. And um, I'm certainly not asking you to call out anybody, no names, but are there occasions, whether it's with uh, any of the departments you've worked with in the past or somebody that you even just knew of across state lines who was just an exceptional talent that blew it all because of, uh, an addiction to alcohol or maybe just uh, one night with alcohol, and uh, it just changed lives forever. I don't want you to call anybody's names, but can you speak about that for a second? Um, I, 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 well, I mean, it's without even saying names. I mean, you just see it in the media um, that even though 
if it's a professional athlete, at some point in time, they were a college student athlete. Mm -hmm. um, the red flags may not have gone up then, and now that they are professional, it's it's out there. Um, but it happens, so you have to make sure that you're doing what uh, we can do here at the University of Kansas to make them aware, to say that, you know what, you're not invincible. Uh, a lot of things can happen to you. Uh, let's educate you about it. Uh, to hope you make a good choice uh, as you continue to move forward in your life. Well, you're doing a great job. I don't really hear a lot of problems with the student athletes here at Kansas. Um, let's have some fun now. When I think about my, uh, my playing days and getting my ankles taped and having to shave my legs, uh, this falls under your department. The guys shave their legs, you tape their ankles. Are there guys, and again, you don't have to call out their name, are there guys that, um, that shave their legs like too high all the way up? Uh, you know what? Some do, but there aren't too many guys that even shave their legs anymore. Oh, they don't? They just yeah. let it rip off? Yeah. We, well, oh. you know what? We put pre-wrap on there. We're, oh. we're, we're a little soft now. Okay. No, well, that I'm, kidding. Was, I'm kidding. That was ancient history when I shaved my legs. Um, well, how about uh, toenails? Uh, this, this, is getting, this is getting disgusting, but, you know, you got a guy out there who's just not taking care. He needs a, he needs a mani or a pet. He needs a petty. And uh, do you, can you, you know, you're the, you're the highest on the totem pole. Can you say, hey, you know what, you're new in the department. You go do his rap job because I don't want to look at those toenails. <laughs> uh, yeah, I usually give that to the interns. <laughs> they they, they get it. to deal with those guys. <laughs> I love it. All right. Murphy Grant, the uh, assistant athletic director in charge of sports medicine here at the University of Kansas. I can't let you go without a basketball story. Uh, five national championships. Uh, um, Danny Manning, Bill Self, the coach. I mean, it's almost a pro system here. It's like a pro team. Uh, give me your, one of your best uh, KU uh, Jayhawks basketball stories. Well, you know, I, I think it's when they the, won the national championship. Um, 08? 08. Uh, what, what a fun time and an excitement time for the University of Kansas. Uh, in January, the football team won the Orange Bowl. And then the same year, national championship for basketball. What, a, what, 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 what a memorable moment for University of Kansas and athletics history, uh, but that basketball team, they were good. They were really good. And, and, I and our coach is one of the best for sure. I got to believe they won that national championship because of the tape jobs. <laughs> Absolutely. Those ankles were tight. <laughs> yes, they were. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, they're doing a lot of good stuff here at Kansas. And uh, Murphy Grant, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, Adam. The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio. Fayetteville, Arkansas, home to the University of Arkansas, the Razorbacks, and we're here with a Razorback now, Cole Anthony. Mr. Anthony, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm honored and proud to be here with you on the University of uh, Arkansas's campus. Um, do you know the history of the Razorback and how long that's been the mascot, by the way? I mean, is this something you have to know to be a student here? I, uh, I don't know that I could tell you the, the year that it kind of happened, but the story behind it was... Um, Arkansas has kind of been a rural state with the, the farming background, and, and it started um, probably before the turn of the century, and there were just a bunch of pig farmers at a game one day and, and started <laughs> calling, calling or cheering in the stands like they, like they called the hogs on their farm, and it, it just kind of stuck. It stuck. Well, I, have you ever uh, worn the, the plastic Razorback hat with the sponge uh, inlay? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I have worn one. Um, when I first decided to come to the University of Arkansas, my family went out and found one as a gift, and so it's, I've got it set up in my room oh, yeah. more as a display than, those, than something they've worn. Those are vintage, and I, oh, yeah. I, when I was a little kid, that's the first 
exposure I had at the University of Arkansas was that Razorback hat. My aunt, my aunt Judy had one, and I have no idea. She went to uh, college in the Midwest. I have no idea why she had that hat. She probably just thought it was cool, yeah. just like uh, you have it on display. So anyway, uh, there's your setup for the University of Arkansas. We're here to talk about leadership and philanthropy, giving back to your community. Uh, Cole is a member of a fraternity on campus. Uh, it is Kappa Alpha, correct? Yes, sir. You are uh, the president of the chapter at uh, a young age, really. Yeah, that's correct. Um, had the opportunity this year to be elected by uh, the rest of the members of my chapter to, to serve as president as a sophomore. And uh, so just a few days ago, a few hours ago, you were a freshman. I mean, how, how, uh, what were the seniors thinking electing you? Um, I mean, I, I, I guess it's one of the biggest honors that I've seen is that um, when it came time for elections in, in early November, they thought I was the best person to do it, only having been in the House for um, not much more than a year. Well, it's inspiring, and it's a great reminder that uh, you don't have to be a senior, even in uh, outside of the college world, uh, in your company. You don't have to be senior executive upper management to be a leader. Uh, if you've been at your job for a year, you can still be a leader. Um, that's a great reminder, so thank you for that, Cole. And uh, moving on now to one of my favorite parts of talking to college guys like you is learning about your philanthropies, a lot of money and uh, awareness. Uh, on college campuses because you guys are so fun and creative. What do you guys do to raise money or, or awareness for who? Yeah, um, so our National Philanthropy for KA is the Muscular Dystrophy Association, um, which is one of the premier organizations that, that finances the research um, and, and patient well-being uh, for those suffering from neuromuscular diseases. Um, here at the University of Arkansas later this spring semester, uh, we have our third annual KA crawfish boil that we're going to do here on Old Main Lawn. Um, it's a cool tradition to, to get people together, um, hopefully have some music, some good food, um, to come together to support the, the fight against neuromuscular disease. Okay, and for how much and what do I get in my crawfish boil? Yeah, so if, if you'd like to come, we have $5 tickets um, for all-you-can-eat crawfish. Oh, okay. um, and this year we're also we're working on a letter-writing campaign um, that if you want to reach out um, and donate but you can't make it here to Fayetteville, um, we've got a way for you to get involved too. Our goal this year is to raise $16,000, um, which would be the largest single donation to, to Muscular Dystrophy, Dystrophy Association um, by any KA chapter. Oh, that's great. Sixteen grand. that's a great goal. And uh, I, I won't be able to make it probably, but I, I want to get involved with this letter writing thing. Is there, is there a um, Facebook page, a website where, where we can do that and, and then donate uh, off campus, I guess? Yeah, we actually have a, a GoFundMe page. Um, uh, in a link that, that I can give, um, send out. We'll put it on, on our social media um, and hopefully some of the, the Arkansas IFC social media. Um, and, and, yeah, GoFundMe is just an online page where you can go, um, donate any amount of money um, to the cause. We know that even the littlest amount can go a long way. Um, yeah. So everything counts. Okay, well, uh, before I let you go off mic, I'll get that web address, and we'll put the GoFundMe URL on adamritzshow.com. So our listeners can go to adamritzshow.com. When you go listen to this episode, uh, this conversation with Cole, you'll be able to see the link, click on it, throw some bucks in there if you can't make the crawfish bake. Uh, Cole Anthony is our guest. He's the president of KA at the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville, the Razorbacks, um, the IFC you're part of, the Interfraternity Council, about 15 chapters on campus. What do you guys do as a whole to make this community better? Yeah, so the big thing, um, we do try to, to work on our unity as, as an IFC, and so we, we try really hard to get around to each other's philanthropy events. Um, but then this year we're also coming together 
um, as one group, and we're working on a Habitat for, for Humanity house um, for a family here in Fayetteville that, that could really use the help. That is great. Um, for our listeners, and really I have to admit for me, uh, I've heard Habitat for Humanity a thousand times. What, what exactly, uh, beyond, outside of this general idea I have of guys getting together and building a house for somebody that needs it, is that simply what it is? Um, for the most part, yeah. So we've, we've worked hard on, on the background side of, of helping to raise the funds for it. Um, and then um, just this fall we went and, and actually broke ground and are now uh, in the process of, of constructing that house uh, to get it done for a family that, so that someday here soon they can, they can have a place to call their own and, and a roof over their heads. That is great to hear. It's so inspiring for uh, me at my age and this generation that I'm in now to hear that there are guys your age that are giving back to their community. That's inspiring. It makes me want to give back to my community too. Um, Cole Anthony is our guest, and we thank you for the Arkansas hospitality. Before we let you go, your uh, favorite part of this campus, I guess let's help out their admissions for our listeners across the country that maybe don't know anything about Arkansas. What would you tell them to make them want to come to Arkansas? I mean, it's, it's kind of the total package. Um, here at the University of Arkansas, we're working really hard to become a top 50 research institution, which means that you're going to come and, and get a great education to, to help set you up for, for the great rest of your life. Um, but then you also have, have plenty of the fun side. Um, we're an SEC school, and, and so you know that football and, and sports are big. And then we're right here nestled in the, the heart of the Ozark Mountains that we're never more than 10 or 15 minutes from someplace to go hike or, or just get outdoors and, and enjoy this beautiful scenery here in northwest Arkansas. He's Cole Anthony, University of Arkansas. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You can catch up with the Adam Ritz Show online. Podcasts of recent shows, including this one, can be found at adamritzshow.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook slash Adam Ritz Show or follow at Adam Ritz on Twitter. Thank you for listening to this broadcast. We'd like to thank our guests, on today's show from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Coach Mike Tomlin. And again, we want to congratulate head coach Mike Tomlin for his contract extension. Great work on the field and off the field with All-Pro Dad. Dr. Rob Bell, expert in mental conditioning. Dr. Bell, thank you for joining us. Murphy Grant from the University of Kansas, working with their student-athletes. And finally, Cole Anthony. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.